0: It's time again for the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, the coaching perspective, with Master Certified Business Coach, Doug DeFeller. Hey, Doug. Hey, Paul. Glad to be with you here today on uh, Take Two. If you've been listening live, we're doing the intro over again. You know, it's only been seven years. We're still get we're still new at this. Well, look, I'm a Master Certified Coach by the International Coach Federation, and I've been coaching leaders in their teams for 21 years helping them to clarify their objectives and reach their goals. And if you'd like to know more about my coaching service, just go to the website, thecoachingperspective.com. So much for the commercial. Well, we have a lovely guest for you today, Lisa Reed. She is a returning engagement. This will be her third show she's done with us. But it's been a little while, so we're glad to have her here. She's from Productive Learning, among other things, which she'll tell you. In addition to being a speaker and a trainer for Productive Learning... She is the founder of the O.C. Speakers Network. That's www.ocspeakersnetwork.com. And it is through working with so many different speakers that she began to coach speakers who wanted to get their own speaking engagements. And after years of booking and delivering her own speaking gigs, she decided to show other speakers the secret formula for how to get their messages heard. Because she's also out speaking for Productive Learning, she only takes a small handful of clients. Okay, now we've got the the scarcity factor. Hurry up, call in right now, and we can book you (laughs) as one of her clients. Lisa, welcome back to The Coaching Perspective. Thank you, Doug.
1: It's always a pleasure. I love The Coaching Perspective.
0: Well, And I love the OC Speakers Network. I wish I could get to it every single month. I miss it the months I can't get there.
1: We miss you, too.
0: Oh, thank you. Well look, what are we going to talk about here today? I know you've got a new book. Uh, how to get more speaking.
1: No, I don't have my book oh, yet. No. I'm thinking That's about right. writing a book.
0: We talked about we it talked before about the show. Book. That's so much for memory. I guess now. She I have did to a write book it. a year ago. Yeah. But it was on management topics. She should be doing a book on how to get more speaking gigs, That's but right. she's got a website. She's yep. got a URL tell us about it what are you doing with it and how did you get into it
1: yeah i great great question uh so i've been speaking as you you mentioned in in the intro gosh i've done over 300 different speaking engagements in the last four years wow Uh, yeah i'm out there i I had one this morning in fact (laughs) i was there at an association um conference today in pomona but I found that the reason I started the speaking network, the OC Speakers Network originally, was because I thought it'd be great to hang out with other speakers and learn from them, and maybe we could share leads and get to know each other and you know, help each other out. I'm a big collaborative thinker. And so over the years, yes, we had the Speakers Network for four years strong. People kept assuming that I was also had a speaking business because of the Speakers Network, and I kept saying, <laughs> "Like um, me, <laughs> yeah, exactly." They think you're like a radio, you know, because you have a radio radio show. So I I had this one conversation with this gentleman, um, and he was on the phone, and he said, "Well, tell me about your speaking business." and I explained what I typically would say to a speaker. You know, I don't have a speaking business. This isn't something I, this is just something I do for my job. I I can help and I have the network. We're all supposed to help each other. That's, that's a great, that's the best thing I can tell you right now. Cause I don't have time to like explain how to do it all. And I hung up the phone and I thought, that's it. I'm never saying that again. Like clearly there's a need. There's people that I have in my you know circle who keep coming to me and keep you know who, who i get to know and and they have messages that need to be heard and i i know how to help them i know how to do that i know how to get speaking gigs clearly i've done it 300 plus times <laughs> and so i thought okay so i hung out the phone had that little conversation with myself and decided i do now have a speaking business and that was a few months ago and actually i really do have
0: one. <laughs> you know lisa and i were talking about this before the show and uh, as a coach, a number of times I've talked to people who were new coaches and said, Oh, would you like to be on the radio show? And they always tell me, Well, no, I'm a brand new coach. I have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I go, Yes, you do. Everybody has something to talk about. You're a person. You're interesting. I want you to be on the show. And then afterwards, it's amazing. New, sp- <laughs> totally lost new it.
1: speakers and they new, come in and New coaches coaches they have something. And so, and so they,
0: I get them on the show. And in the process of interviewing them, it becomes obvious to them what their coaching niche is. Mm -hmm. And I'm sort of relating it to somebody else pointing out to you, well, you're in that business. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Yes, Yes,
1: absolutely. And I had that mirror held up a few times by some very intelligent people and people who are mentors of mine. And I really I, I kept putting it aside because I had other projects that I was working on. And I finally uh, got to that point where I thought, okay, I, I'm here. I hear the message now. I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready to do it. Let's let's see how we can do it. So I formulated uh, the company Get Speaking gigs now, uh, com, and I know a lot of coaches find that speaking gigs are a great way to generate new clients. And there's different coaches for so many different things. There's like coaching for dating and coaching for your relationship and coaching for your business and uh, bigger business smaller business certain types of business uh, industries there's a million different ways that people in our society need need different coaches and need help and then of course they have to resonate with that person on a like professionally personally like if it's it's an intimate relationship mm-hmm. I would say and so it's nice to have someone have choices and you get to hear people speak you get to hear about what they do and their style it's a great way to generate new clients
0: so is this primarily why people do speaking is it is it do they do it financially because they get rich from it, uh, is it probably not uh, do they do it to just drive new clients do they do it to build their reputation Wh- what are the reasons that people usually want to become active speakers
1: i think those that you listed are actually all very realistic results for for a lot of people um, but i don't think that's where it starts oh, okay. i don't think that's what they're motivated by initially um, because I meet so many different speakers from so many different industries walks of life all these different things it's actually something within a person there is a it I don't know if you could it's going to sound a little cheesy here but it's it's like there's something inside of them a message that needs to get out and and I would say that because it even happens to people who are terrified to speak and they that message keeps getting louder and louder where finally they're like i you know like i finally came to the oc speakers network because i I've, I've been pushing it aside that i want to be a speaker or i have something that i need to share and i'm am ready to i'm ready to do it i'm ready to do it and like we were talking earlier um, off the air there's we have i have attorneys in there i have financial advisors in there and then i have like energy healers and uh, all different types, bankers. You know what I mean. It's yeah. it really crosses all the industries because any any professional could take their knowledge and bring it to stage, but not every professional will want to do that. It's not within everyone's dream.
0: So what I hear you saying is the the business the business uh, benefits are more the results. The yes, motivator that's not the is, motivating drive. Yeah. The motivating drive is a desire to share some knowledge
1: yeah it's it's similar like with books like we were talking about people writing books and some people just they they have this book in them that's dying to get out it's the same it's the same as the speech now there's also people who have both of those things within them and it never gets out and i want to be a conduit to make sure that we can make it possible for you to get your message out there
0: Okay, so what are the st- as a as a speaker coach getting mm-hmm. more gigs? Speaker coach. Yep. What What are the steps that you usually take them through?
1: Uh, I have a workshop series that I have broken it down into six pieces, and I'm realizing I need to actually add more to that. But the first, I'll I'll share three, and then we'll see how many we get. Okay.
0: To. All right. Um,
1: the first one. This is going to sound super obvious, and I say this because. There are so many people who tell me they want to speak and they don't actually have this done. And that is, you actually have to have a presentation ready to go. Right? Seems yep. so, like that's easy. Why? You know, why would I have to tell people that? Um, because they don't have them done yet. Still,
0: <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I'll do it after I get my gig. Yeah, I've got to get
1: my paper clips organized yeah. first. And so it it it's hard because it's our own stuff. We're vulnerable we question maybe oh is it is this, is this the right thing and so doing it on your own can be scary you have the knowledge but like there's also the doubt like is this going to work out or am I saying the right thing how do I incorporate selling without seeming like I'm selling is anyone going to want to hear my message so there's a lot of emotional stuff that also goes into it, it seems like such a intellectual process but it is also emotional because it's our stuff it's more vulnerable and people what are mm-hmm. they you know what are they going to think about it
0: but how can I get my presentation ready when what I've been told for years is, this is is that uh, you have to tailor your presentation to the audience. I don't know who the audience is yet. You right. you you know you have to tailor it to the environment you're speaking in, to the amount of time that you've got. Right. So what? how do you deal with that in terms That's of getting ready? That's a great ready? question.
1: And you still have to start somewhere. You have to start at the beginning. You still have to do something. And so... I tell, I give people a structure of how to start. I usually start at the end, and then we work our way backwards. The end meaning? The end, like what's your end result? If you're gonna go speak somewhere, where would you like, like what do you wanna get out of it? Like is it that you just wanna feel great, or is it that you want clients, or is it that you're selling your book, or like what is this leading you to? What are you leading the audience to? And then you back it out from there.
0: And you know what, I think as as, somebody in the audience listening to speakers i think that the speakers that have that clearly in mind are the ones that i would later describe as passionate about their topic mm-hmm. the ones that don't have that in mind i would say are not passionate because they just deliver encyclopedia information absolutely
1: yeah and you want to have that certain emotional connection with the audience you so all the the pieces that you said before what about how do i tailor it and how do i expand it and and I do that. I have this same presentation I've given like well, a couple hundred times, and I have given that exact same presentation in ten minutes and in two hours. So there is a gift. Now, did I say everything in the ten minutes that I did in the two hours? Of course not. No. But there is a way in which you can expand and contract it. And so I tell people start with a thirty-minute you know start with 30 minutes because that's uh, out of the speaking gigs I get usually that's that's a good middle ground it's usually 20 minutes to an hour is, is a typical time so 30 minutes is fair and then you learn to add or subtract as
2: needed okay
1: yeah so that's definitely one of the things and the reason I really really you know encourage this particular thing having your presentation ready is because if you don't have it ready you will not be very confident if someone says, "Hey Doug, tomorrow I've got a speaking engagement. I got a cancellation. Can you do it?" You're, you're not going to say yes because you don't have it ready. <laughs> or if I said, "Well, I have, I have some, I have a, oh, I need a speaker in a few months," you'll say, "Oh, well." I don't have a presentation ready, so I'll. Uh, but I'll let, I'll call you. <laughs> You're not going to mm-hmm. jump at the chances. You're going to well, shut them down.
0: And the worst one is when you know people say, "I'd like to be on the radio show," which is a speaking engagement. Use it. Yes, it okay. is. And I go, "Okay, great. What what do you what do you have to talk about?" Uh, Well, I don't know. What would you like me to talk about? No. no. I don't know you well enough to know what you should talk about. Right. You tell me.
1: Yeah, you want to have... So, same thing. That's another thing that I teach in my webinar. It's it's the free webinar they can grab on my site. But to repurpose. So, when you have your talk, repurpose it. And I think... um, Meaning radio. Did I rewrite a completely new topic for our interview today? No, I took what I've already taught. Oh, oh except for there's extra special things. Okay. But, and, and your website and your, you know, if it's a webinar, like how can you reuse your, you know, on your LinkedIn, how can you reuse the work that you've already put in maybe a book or a blog or something like that? It's your property. You wrote it. So Use it.
0: You know, I I just have to stop here. I think repurposing is one of the most critical things for people to learn. Because otherwise you don't have enough time to do much of this. Uh, Paul and I did two radio shows on using internet radio and podcasting. And so each one was an hour long. That's two hours. I was then asked to speak at a coaching conference 20 minute, Same topic. I had to change it completely to be able to deliver it in 20 minutes. After I delivered it in 20 minutes, it was like, oh, then let's put that one on the radio show. There's another radio show. There's another podcast. Mm -hmm. Gee, why don't I write that out as a PDF, make that available on the website? All of that from the same piece of information. So it's so easy to repurpose and modify rather than from scratch.
1: Yeah, we get into that thing that thinks we have to create something new and sometimes I'll I'll, another part that I help people with and I got this question earlier this week from a client she says well what if what if uh, they don't want the topic that I have like how do I tell them what I go no 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 you speak on what you speak on and if that doesn't fit for that audience you need to move on or you know have a have an additional dialogue to see like are you in alignment I consider a speaker and an audience, like matchmaking. Like, you don't want to force something that's not fitting. Right. And um, one thing that, that's great about the topic I, I, I usually deliver, Creating a Winning Mindset, is that all the audiences I've had so far have, they're human, so they do have a mind, you know, they have minds, <laughs> and so it does cross over. I'm very lucky that, that my topic is very versatile. But, you know, in terms of, if I, if I spoke on Get Speaking gigs now, I mean, I would talk to entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, maybe people who are who are, have a strong desire to be speakers, but that's not going to be every single audience. You know, that's not going to be for everybody. Okay. So you have to, at one point, hold your ground, but also be smart about. You know, you don't just change your topic because I've had that sometimes where they say, "Well, creating winning mindset." Um, we're having issues with customer service. Can you talk about customer service instead? I'm like, "No, that's not what I that's not what I talk about." Now, I could incorporate customer service into your mindset and we can we can talk about it that way, but I'm not going to completely revamp my talk based on one person's
0: okay. You know, but ask. What I'm what I'm hearing you say is, "Okay, so f- number 1 here that you've given us is have a presentation ready. Mm-hmm. Sort of a generic presentation that can be tailored to whatever yes. the situation is going to be that comes up. I would assume that included in that might be, if I'm talking to someone, I might have two or three different titles for the same presentation yes, that's you could a do that. twist on what the orientation is going to be.
1: Yes. And you and it, like anything, it's always course correction. Like, you got to, I would say, throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> I mean, when you start, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then if you're not getting any... Interest. Well, then, yes, maybe you need to shift your content or shift your title or you go out and do a few and you start to shift it and change it a little bit. Like, actually, I don't do my talk the same, even though I do the same talk hundreds of times, I don't do it exactly the same every day, every time. You know, it depends on the audience. Today I was talking to case managers. So we talked about the stresses of that involved in, you know, our mindset.
0: Okay, so that's number one. What's number number two? Number
1: two. Number two is have a plan. Which ties in a little bit what I was saying before um, in terms of what's your end result, but I even go deeper than that. Like, what is your plan financially? Like you had said, are people doing this for all the money? And I, well, are they doing it for clients? Well, I don't know. If you if you want to use speaking for that, then you need to have a plan. You need to think, how many clients would I feasibly get from this talk? How many? What's my ideal audience number? Who's my target audience? What's my price point? What do I, you know, what am I driving them to? Am I, am I actually selling something? Am I driving them to my website to, you know, um, get a free report on something, or giving them tickets to something, or having them purchase my program? Like, there's a million ways to Sunday of how you're going to monetize your talk, uh, but of course you need to have a plan of how you're going to do that. So, you you definitely want to have a plan. Um, you definitely need to uh, decide. How many topics you're going to have? I always tell them start with one for sure. Mm-hmm. Start with okay. one for sure. Then add as needed. The reason I like to have, I'd say three in your pocket, is because what if the, what if they love you so much they want you to come back? They'll say, well, what else do you talk about?
2: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> so you want to have, you yeah, want to have something in your in your pocket there. So I I I have three that I rotate one that I do primarily I'll start people with that and then if they want another one then I'll then I'll have them come back and do another one um, but if you don't have a plan you don't really get that benefit of selling the one to many you're back to just selling one to one you know having a conversation a personal conversation with one person versus having the opportunity to take a networking opportunity like if you go to a networking group networking meeting uh, wouldn't it be great if you were the one speaking for the whole time instead of just a 30 second commercial yeah yep. uh, yes. So it's a great way to network. Um, so build that into your plan too. You also need to really decide what your resources are in terms of your time and attention. A lot of times people tell me oh, I want to have I want to be a speaker I want to speak more you know more I was like, oh great how, how often do you want to speak? I want to speak eight times a month, which is twice a week. I'm like cool okay, great. How many times are you speaking now? Uh, like once every six months. Okay. From going once every six months to eight times a month, I don't think that person has any idea how much time that's going to take. It's a lot of time. I do speak sometimes that many times a month, but that's what I do for full-time. That is how Mm -hmm. I market my business full-time. We need to consider all of those options. Like what what time do you have invested in terms of, of calling and you know emailing out? Or do you, are you going to have help to book yourself? How can we get you up to speed? You know, cause I can definitely do that. I know how to do that, but does that fit into all the other responsibilities you have? Like, are you delivering coaching to your clients? Are you deliver? you know, yeah. how many hours a week are you doing that? What's your schedule there? So you have to think about all of that all of those, all of those categories.
0: So, part of the having a plan is uh, have a number of topics. Absolutely. Um, have a plan in the sense of how much time are you willing to commit to speaking engagements? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, and then how much you want to see? How much is it translating? Like, if you have a monetization plan, you're like, okay, if I do x amount of x amount of talks, and I'm going to with for x amount of audience members, and I'm going to get x amount of clients. I could, you know say, be conservative, I get 10% of the room, become my client. That translates to X amount of dollars. Cool. Okay, now we're starting to talk. Now we're starting to see like what would work. But then you also do need to figure out your time. How much time can you dedicate to getting the bookings and, and delivering the talks too?
0: If somebody wants to start speaking, is it realistic that all of their talks would be geared to an audience that would that they could monetize, that would buy their services, buy their book, whatever? Or is it expected that half of their talks are going to be to groups that they have no clue whether this is the appropriate group to buy their services or not? Shotgun or focused?
1: I think focused for sure. I think um, here's, like I would say that's what part of the plan is, like who's your target market? Okay. Who Who is your target audience? Because... Otherwise, it's kind of like I could go on a million dates with just anybody, but...
0: <laughs> Your husband wouldn't like <laughs> know,
1: That's true. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just date anyone because they're yeah. nice. You want to date people. You're starting to narrow it down, like, who's a match for me? And I would say the same for speakers. The only the time I would say to expand that would be maybe when you're starting out, speak to, be a little more open to who you'd speak to her, just so you could get some practice
2: okay and not worry so much
1: about it turning into a client but just like let me get the tweaks out let me actually practice in front of a live audience where there's a little lower risk you know it's not like you're perfect you're perfect audience the very first time you go out there Uh, that would be one one way where i'd say that that's cool you can do that
0: Um, okay so the plan is what is your end goal in mind what are you gonna who are you gonna who are you gonna deliver this to what are you gonna sell them What's your expectation in terms of actions yeah. from the group?
1: Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. And also your, yeah, your, um, yeah, I already said it. Okay. So the third thing that I say for people to do, and that is book yourself for a speaking engagement. And what I mean by that is if you have something on the calendar, like even if it's you're hosting your own event, like. I'm going to do a talk on ABC on December 2nd at Hotel XYZ at 7 o'clock. Then I psychologically will be ready by that time. You know, okay. I will have, if you, put that, if you put that stake in the ground and you, you know, say, okay, this is it, I'm going to be speaking on this day, and you say it out loud and you tell people about it, well, I bet you you'll have your talk done, and I bet you'll
2: have everything <laughs> ready.
1: And I say that so I say book your book your gig now. You know, is give yourself the time that you need, but then that way that gives you something to work towards, and that means no turning back. Now you have to you're you've committed, and I think there's something really powerful in doing that because we can hide. Speaking isn't a requirement for people, just like writing a book. You. Right don't have to do it but there is something in you saying yes this is a great idea i must do this but there's not really anybody you know driving you it has to come from within so sometimes if you put something out there publicly it it helps to motivate you to actually get it done
0: so you're going to calendar your first presentation yeah even though you don't have it
1: well yeah, a, and hopefully you have something but yes you're it, gonna
0: you're gonna set a target I'm gonna be ready I'm gonna deliver I'm gonna have this date yes oh.
1: and so many times here I'm telling you I've had the OC speakers network for four years i've I will have somebody you know in years go literally years go by and they're still talking about having this speaking <laughs> engagement and I, certainly this isn't everybody, but just you know I notice here over the years certain certain Times that does occur, and I think, what are you waiting for? Let's get this done. And and sometimes we just need that little kick in the kick in the pants. You know, we just see. Need... I
0: know what they're waiting for.
1: <laughs> what are they waiting for, they're Doug?
0: Waiting. <laughs> they're... Waiting for them to be perfect. <laughs> they no. They're waiting for somebody to come knock on the door and say, "I want you to come speak." Right. They're not going out and looking, but because we don't know how yeah. to do that, and we can't handle the rejection on that. I know. To me. That, I'm waiting for you to get to that because to me, that's the hardest part
1: It is of
0: speaking gigs is getting the speaking gig.
1: It is. And so that's why I, I start people at the beginning and the beginning is actually having a topic. All right. So many people tell me they want speaking gigs. I say, great. What do you, what do you speak about? Yeah. And that's what I hear <laughs> crickets, right? And I'm like, you need to have a topic ready to go first. Then, there's a few other things, of course, in between there. Not too much. Very doable. But then you'll be more confident to, to ask for that speaking gig when someone approaches you. Say your dreams come true. Prince Charming knocks on the door and says, you know, I have this speak. Could you be our speaker, please? <laughs> and you'll say, of course, I'd be honored. But if you don't have your talk and you have no plan... It's, it's going to be a little trickier. We're going to shy away from that opportunity. So we can hide behind this, like, I want to be a speaker story for a little while. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at one point, when is the rubber going to meet the road? Uh,
0: you know, I had uh, a situation come up uh, a couple months ago that I hadn't run into before. I've got my topics. I've given them. I do a lot of speaking. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, there was a speaking engagement I wanted to get, and I applied for it. And then they came back and said, "Okay, would you send your audio tape?" Mm-hmm. I'm going audio tape. What audio tape? Nobody's ever. You didn't send asked them an eight track, did you? Send them an. <laughs> I didn't send them an eight track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they could have asked did for they video. Want a video. That would have really. They, no, they, they wanted. wanted they wanted audio or video. Oh. They didn't care. But they wanted something where I was presenting,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: already presenting. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I mean, I have umpteen thousand radio shows that I could send them. But for a lot of people, okay, this is their first speaking engagement. Now what do I do? Right. Is that part of getting ready?
1: It is. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, so I have uh, the the workshop series that I do, there is, I don't think I have all the topics here, but it starts with the getting the presentation. The second one is getting your speaker sheet done oh. and that is I Thought the
0: second one was to have a plan
1: well no see i told you i had <laughs> secret ones just for this just for this interview okay that yeah that's the other thing that i'll tell people is that um we'll work on getting the speaker sheet done and what needs to be in place for that i'm not a designer i don't i don't claim to be i don't play one on tv so i'm not a i'm not a designer but i'll tell i give some resources but let them know what needs to be in the speaker sheet And I have found 99% of the time, the speaker sheet is all I need. Now, when you're doing more, like I know um, national, where they're doing, you know, maybe you're keynoting or travel, that's when you're definitely gonna start getting into needing video. Uh, And I have one if they need, if they want it. I have one, I have a bunch of stuff on YouTube. That's another easy way to do it, is just have your own YouTube channel, shoot a bunch of videos and put them on there that's a whole nother oprah but you know (laughs) you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to get video
0: so let's back up many people don't know what a speaker sheet is
1: oh yes sorry okay what is it thank you thank (laughs) you for clarifying uh it is it's like your resume let's just say of if you're applying for a job you you give a resume if you're applying for a speaking gig you give a speaker sheet or it's also referred to as a one sheet and it can be more than one sheet it could be one or two sheets i try to keep it all on one page and it's, it's got your topic or topics on there. Some people say just only have one topic per speaker sheet. Some very, mm-hmm. it depends on your opinion on that. I do not say, I don't think you should give people too many choices. It should, would have your bio, your testimonials, maybe some logos. Like you would have OC Talk Radio on there, the Coaching Perspective on there. Any, you know, ICF and different different logos of affiliations you've had or clients that you've worked with. Um, And then you would also have, you know, if you wrote a book, you'd have that on there. So there's pieces that need to be put together. And then, of course, you want to brand it and it would look like it matched your other stuff.
0: You know, I'll just tell you that um, I get a lot of people contacting me wanting to be on the radio show. Mm -hmm. And when people send me a speaker sheet, which isn't very often... Boy, does the process move ahead much quicker. You've
1: got all your answers I've got everything right there. Easy peasy.
0: All of a sudden, I've got the confidence that this person is serious. They're going to show up when we schedule it. They're ready Mm -hmm. to go. I'm not going to have to chase them for information. Yep. You know, they aren't going to forget to send me stuff. I mean, they're all ready to go.
1: Yeah. It's it's a simple thing that, you know, takes a little bit of putting pieces together and, and leading your graphic designer. But... It is probably one of the most powerful tools I use, and I just you know maybe attach it accidentally on purpose to when I <laughs> <laughs> when I email to people. Yeah, but um, very very powerful tool, and I most of the time that's all I need. Versus okay. you know the video,
0: and the video is is an easy thing to do. It doesn't. It can be speaking to nobody or speaking to four be, people. It could or be
1: speaking to your cat. No, (laughs)
2: you
0: don't have a cat, (laughs) you don't have a cat, don't want a cat.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, people can make it. It can be, let's say, I think people get intimidated when they see other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you know, someone doing, oh, that coach does this, and I'm not that fancy, or oh, I don't have that great of a whatever, fill in the blank. And we can get a little scared or intimidated by our competition, or how if we see it as competition. And I say, just start where you are, start with what you have. Start with the budget that you can afford. And then if you want to get bigger and bigger budget and bigger quality later, you can. It's all good. The speaker, the person who's booking the speaking event just wants to make sure they don't look bad. Right. They just want to make sure that you are going to deliver, the audience is going to love it, and that they're going to be told, wow, wow. You did a great job booking the speakers this year, Fred. <laughs> Everybody loved you.
0: Now, are, are most the people that you work with, are they going to go out and find and book their own speaking engagements, or are they going to hire somebody to get them speaking engagements?
1: Um, they'll probably get them themselves first. And then what I would recommend is learn how to do it yourself and then hire. Because the person that you hire will need some guidance and direction. So it's a little bit, it's better if you already know what audiences you like, what works for you, how far you're gonna go, what to say. You've tested out, so you've got a little bit of a, a system that already works prior to hiring someone. But anything goes, that's what's cool about speaking. It can it can be any, any way you want it to be. If you hate calling and doing that stuff, then hire somebody, virtual assistants. There's tons of people that would do that.
0: Well, and you don't have to, if you don't, I hate calling. I, I hate cold calling. You know, just I will do everything to avoid it. So I'll email you.
1: Perfect. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I'm very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that uh, I frequently get uh, representatives of speakers sending me material. Would you like to interview so-and-so on your radio show? Mm-hmm. And it's not usually as convincing as when the person contacts me. The, yeah, the person the knows more yeah. has done more detailed research they know what the show's about they've heard it, they mention it they, I, I heard Lisa read on your show and I thought I could add yeah, something to it yeah that probably happens all the time yeah that happens all the time <laughs> 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 happened last night, I told you that oh that's true <laughs> it? Yes. so uh, but you know either one works but I I don't think people should be afraid to do it themselves it doesn't come off looking like you can't afford a broker
1: Right. Yeah. And and, uh, there's so many different ways in which you could end up spending a lot of money doing having having assistance. So there's like I said, the the speaking industry is very broad. I mean, you can you can have a a, if your strategy is to, you know, you want to travel and you want to speak at conferences and, you know, get only paid speaking engagements, but you're going to do keynotes or something like that. That's a completely different strategy than speaking locally in your own backyard to get local clients yeah. to you, which is the strategy that I use because our business is local. Uh, but that strategy works. I get hundreds of clients each year. So,
0: One of the most interesting strategies I heard was a coach who had um, contacted a cruise line and they had gotten booked to speak to cruise ships yeah and the deal was they had to be ready to go at almost a moment's notice and then they would be flown to wherever meet the ship give their presentation leave a day or two later they didn't make a lot of money off of it, but that wasn't, but they got to go on these cruises. Yeah, exactly. And that was their whole objective.
1: That's, a, I thought, well, that a was cool. A friend of mine just, that happened to her. She told me on Monday night that she, a woman uh, said, Hey, I'd like for you to come and coach me and my friends on our, we're going on a cruise. We're going to pay for you to come with us. And it's really casual. And can you just coach us while we're there? Voila. Wow. Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She said, I didn't think Give that was possible. <laughs> i like, absolutely it's possible. I'm actually wondering. She might have been on the show. But uh, so it's really kind of cool. Whatever you want to create. And I'll tell, I'll ask people, I'll say, well, do you want to travel? It's usually a hard yes or a hard no. So, or maybe it's like, well, I would go to here, but I don't really want to do that. You know, So again, I'm, I'm not interested in traveling for speaking necessarily. I do occasionally will do it, but... I've got my 14-year-old daughter at home, like, I want to be home and hanging out.
0: Yeah. Well, you've given us the top three things. I assume that's kind of the teaser of what you deliver in your workshop.
1: Yes, yes. In our workshop, we actually, you know, go through, start to, I, it is called a workshop, because I do expect that we're going to actually get some of this stuff done in the class or at least get you started, get you get the ball rolling. Because again, when you're working on your own, uh, you can put it off and not end up doing it and procrastinating. And so I think if we we're actually, you come to the gym, you work out. You come to the okay. workshop, you get this stuff done. To,
0: so tell me, okay, so tell me a little more detail about your business. If I wanna hire you, mm-hmm. I wanna do more speaking engagements, Uh, What is our relationship? How often do we meet? How do we meet? Is it just a workshop with a group? Is it one-on-one? How do you work?
1: Well, currently, I work with clients one-on-one, and I have a program that they can take over. I I like to work in 90-day increments because I think we can get what we need done in 90 days. Oh, good. And, yeah, I do a call with them, uh, about a 30-minute call, more if needed, uh, once a week for uh, three weeks out of the month, we do a call. I start with them before we start that program before we start that calling sorry I do an initial evaluation where do you what do you have what do you not have what do you need what are you trying to do what do you try you know how can I I want to make sure that we can actually get everything done in 90 days and that you're committed to to the process and then we just start from there so what I have found is that each person has some of the pieces all the pieces none of the pieces so we have to so I customize it depending on on what they need And my goal is that they have a speaking engagement booked by the time our 90 days is over. actually give a cashback bonus if they have that booked. Yeah, so, I mean, I really want them to do it because I know that that's such a, like I said, that's that psychological thing. Like, if you have it, you'll get all this stuff done. You can't say no anymore. It's going to happen. So that's really exciting. Um, The training I'm doing live right now, it goes through November and it's six different sessions, so separate, separate. Moving on, our separate thing. It is live in person. Um, people can go to the meetup group. It's called Get Speaking Gigs Now, and jump in to wherever wherever we are in the in the training. And we break down into six different topics of different things that they're going to need to get done. That is a live session. I don't know how long I'll I'll continue that. Um, it's a great opportunity for me to get the content all. Delivered. See, I take my own advice, Doug. I set stuff on the calendar, and then, gosh darn it, people are relying on me. Re- I got to get it done.
0: Repurposed. I can see it now.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. That will eventually be an online program and a group program that, that people can partake. That way, it's not just limited to people in Orange County. It's it's available um, across. the But if somebody country. comes
0: to you for your ninety day program, mm-hmm. how often do they meet with you?
1: Um, three, like I said, the once a week for once three week. weeks. Three just weeks out of the month, we'll meet on okay. the phone.
0: Okay, yeah. on the phone. And
1: mm-hmm. they're close and by, And they'll they have
0: work to do in between.
1: Yes, they will. <laughs> that's why I break it down into small pieces. It's, it's uh, some heady, heady creative work. And I, I appreciate that that takes some time and energy. So I try to bite-size it. I try to bite-size it.
0: Okay, now people. we started out by saying that you are so busy that you only have a handful of clients. Do you have room for more clients if somebody's listening?
1: Yes, and that's why I'm doing the group program. because I thought I probably need to start the group program so that I can continue helping people. So I will launch that probably in December. Okay, I'll launch it in December.
0: (laughs) I got it down.
1: (laughs) It's official.
0: Hey, we're uh, getting close to running out of time. What else do you want to share with the audience before we wrap up in a few minutes here? I I know I always sidetrack the guests. I know. No,
1: this is good. Uh, Really... I, I hope there's someone listening out there who who has is thinking, OK, she's talking to me. She, You know, she knows I've got that thing. I have been needing to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and all right, fine, I'll do it. And that's really who I'm who I love to work with. Like there's this seed within you that needs to be sprouted. And I 100 I, percent I believe it's possible, even if my client doesn't believe it yet. I know that it's possible because I've seen I've seen so many people do it. It's, it's just you just want it bad enough, then it'll happen. Um, but it's a matter of, you know, whether it's strategy, like the things you actually have to get in place. I'll share every secret I know that's going to help you. Or if it's a mindset thing, I happen to be really good at that, too.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just carve through all that stuff and get you out there.
0: Did you want to talk about the productive learning at all? Yeah. Before we... Uh...
1: Yes. So speaking Your other of business. my other business, speaking of speaking engagements, I am delivering a, a webinar for productive learning. Cuz we've been in business 25 years, and this will be our first ever live webinar.
0: Oh, you're right we, on the cutting I, edge. We're Nobody's on the cutting edge. <laughs> I know,
1: right? Isn't that amazing? And but actually, it's so cool because uh, we we take such uh, pride in experiential learning, which is not webinar necessarily. We we teach our workshops in person Mm -hmm. and for so many reasons it's so powerful and you get the energy of all the people but we realize that our clients want a way to share what we do like the magic of what we do maybe they can't explain it themselves they felt it but they don't they they can't teach it to their friend they can't so this is a way where our clients can experience the webinar and they can also pass that along to a friend so the friend can start to see like what we what we do and they're going to learn it's called the three keys to transformation It's on October 19th at 1130 Pacific Standard Time. And I guess I would need to send you the link for that or something, right?
0: Okay. I don't know.
1: (laughs) They're like, how would I find that?
0: So number one before you speak is to have a presentation. That would be knowing the link. (laughs) Yes. Gosh.
1: I wasn't expecting Uh, to talk about that. send me the link we'll
0: put it when we post uh, today's show we'll put the link on there that's not a problem at all great I'm glad you're sharing that
1: yeah great
0: what else anything else
1: oh my gosh how do
0: people get a hold of you
1: how do people get a hold of me Um, they can go to getspeakinggigsnow.com then they can uh, if they're local you're in Orange County and you want to hang out with us at the Speakers Network we're on meetup which is under OCSpeakersNetwork.com. Okay. If you wanna be in the group session, the, the workshops that I was talking about, that's also on Meetup, and that's at GetSpeakingGigsNow.com. Okay. Or uh, GetSpeakingGigsNow, sorry, is the name of the Meetup. If they can't find me, then they're just not looking hard enough, Doug. There's so many <laughs> ways. Just
0: How many pages do I get if I Google you?
1: Oh, I don't know. Hopefully it's all good.
0: I listened to a speech a few weeks ago. It was called um, Hack Yourself Now.
1: Ooh, that sounds good. And
0: And it was talking about the fact that we don't realize what our online presence is, some of which we've bought and paid for and control, like our website. But much of it is out there because it's just been picked up and put out there pieces. So it's always uh, helpful to go hack yourself on the... Uh,
1: I've done that a few times. Yeah. I didn't count the pages, but I have done that every once in a while. <laughs> I have the my name is spelled different, L E I S A and it's now that I'm married the, with the, the last name of Reed, there is an actress who spells her name the same way. No kidding. Yeah.
0: So huh. Can yeah, you get her to change it? Change it? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I don't think so. But I have lisareed.com so <laughs>
0: Well look Lisa thank you very much for being on the show again for for your thank excitement you. your enthusiastic uh, presentation obviously you love to speak you I but do. what you what i have learned from you is you love to help people more than anything else and that comes through clearly
1: Absolutely so
0: thank you very much and thank you. welcome back to the coaching perspective radio show community Thank you Well, look, if you uh, are listening to our podcast, then thank you for visiting our website, thecoachingperspective.com. Be sure to check out our archives for other shows with some great guests, maybe not as great as Lisa, but they're still great. And speaking of guests, we're always scheduling guests. So if you'd like to be on the show, just send me an email, doug at thecoachingperspective.com or better yet, go to the website. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter or to say that you're interested in being on the show. Well, look, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Our goal, as always, is to have discussions that provide you with new ideas and information that you can put to use immediately to identify and achieve your goals. Have a great evening. I'll miss you next week because of a conflict in my schedule, but we'll be back again in October. You've been listening to the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, the coaching perspective with Master Certified Business Coach, Doug DeFeller.